Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to Stadium Bets, everybody, on Stadium. We are Stadium, newest sports betting show. He's Colby. He's Nate. I'm Ben. We're going to be with you every single week of the football season talking NFL bets, talking college football bets. We got our best bets. We got costumes. Guys, this is going to be a fun ride. Yeah, looking forward to it. College football week one right around the corner. NFL the week after. Let's hit the red ground running and have a really good season. Yeah, I'm excited. You can find us on our socials everywhere that you find social. We're going to be the podcasters as well. We're going to release the podcast every single week. Uh, We're not talking a ton of week one NFL just yet. That'll be next week. And of course, all lines move. We record this midweek, so don't worry. The lines might move, but this is what we're recording on a Wednesday. So just know the lines are from midweek on Wednesday. With that, let's get started, boys. We got UNC. We got South Carolina coming up. One of the big marquee games of the weekend for week one of college football. Nate, we're going to start with you. You have a bet. I do not. I'm going to pass this game. I know it's a lot of contention because a lot of people want to bet for every game, but this is going to be one. I sit back, enjoy, and root against both teams. And the reason why I'm going to root against both teams this game on a neutral site at Charlotte is because I bet both teams under the regular season one total this year. North Carolina, under eight and a half. A lot of hype for this team. Drake May, really good quarterback prospect. But I really do not trust this coaching staff led by head coach Matt Brown, defensive coordinator Gene Chizik. I can't believe they brought him back another year. The Tard Heels was pathetic in 2022. So because of the coaching staff and I don't trust them and just some other question marks, I went under eight and a half on UNC, but I also went under six and a half on South Carolina, a team that things are going the right direction. You could say momentum, recruiting, Shane Beamer looks like he's kind of the guy for the job. But last year, I feel like this team was pretty poor for most of the season. And then the last two games of the regular season, you beat Tennessee, you beat Clemson. Now there's hype that Spencer Rattler is kind of living up to his potential as a top recruit who originally no. started at Oklahoma. I don't buy that, especially since the offensive coordinator they just brought in, Dow Loggins, who was a failed guy and many, many stops in the NFL. Ooh. So I don't like either team this game or this year. In terms of the game, I don't really have a, a bet. I will be rooting for North Carolina, I guess, though, because I have them under eight and a half, South Carolina six and a half. So South Carolina would be nice if they lost this game just because they have to lose more games for me to win this bet. So, Nothing for me in terms of this game, but a, a game where I'll be fading these two teams as the season goes on. All right, Colby, all the way over there in Colby's corner. Please give us our first yeah, bet. Yeah, yeah. Known sicko over here. We're taking UNC <laughs> minus two and a half. Like Nate said, their quarterback, Drake May, NFL prospect. He's easily better than Spencer Rattler. And the way I see this game, what other side you want, the way... I see it as you either trust Spencer Rattler or you don't. And that determines what you're gambling on. And I don't trust Spencer Rattler. I don't believe in the hype. I like I like Oklahoma, or I liked him at Oklahoma. Thought he was going to be great coming out of Arizona. Nope. 
dude is not it. Sure, he has two games that are overhyped, which will be the reason people are buying into this game, being, oh, let's bet on the game couch. Let's bet on the game couch. Did you see Spencer Rattler versus Clemson in Tennessee last year? That game, those games were awesome. That was awesome. No. Give me the Tar Heels. Colby, what do we like to do? Fade the hype. Fade the hype. We're fading the, the hype. We're going to go UNC minus two and a half. I kind of like the over on this one, too, because I don't think either defense is going to be able to stop these quarterbacks. But what that ultimately come down to, comes down to is what we talked about. Do we believe in Spencer Rattler? The answer to that is no. I mean, well, I don't. How much tape do we need to be like, I'm, a, I'm so done. Much. Like, you, you want more? More of this? No? Yeah. We've got so much. And if I have to trust Drake May or if I have to trust Spencer Rattler, we're going to go Drake May. And I, I think that's that should be cold cut for anyone. It's, I don't know. Do you people, want a like, prospect or do you want a guy that's not going to get drafted? Inconsistency or at least has a very high floor, at the very least, compared to Spencer Rattler. So. I'm going to take UNC. I'm going to take a minus two and a half. Honestly, I'd probably take him up to minus three and a half. Oh, don't don't do that. It's, it's oh, Mac Brown we're talking about on the other side. Are you on the first episode, Ben? I, I might take him up a little bit like that, but I like UNC. You like UNC. You hate them both, so I think we're in a good spot. We're going to be Tar Heels. Yeah, we're going to go with the Tar Heels. All right, the second big game of the weekend. It's actually on Sunday. LSU, Florida State, and Orlando. LSU minus two and a half. Total sitting at 58. Nate? You have a bet? Rum roll. No, I don't. No oh. bet. He's going to pass. I'm going to pass again. I'm not going to talk too much about this game. I'm really excited to watch it. I will mention, though, LSU was minus three for a little bit this summer, and now we're down to uh, LSU minus two and a half, even some minus two out there. The totals come down a little bit to 56 and a half. So I'm really intrigued to watch this game, but I think it's pretty telling that LSU is kind of off the key number. Florida State plus three off the key number is less than a field goal. That if there is a side I had a pick, it would be Florida State, but I'm not going to put it. Colby? Colby has a bet. I'll tell you this. Oh, you better believe I do. Come on. Florida State. Plus two and a half. Give it to me. Give me the Seminoles. And just based off this alone, my my gut saw this and was like, oh my God, dude, have you seen that they're returning 87% of guys? That's number one in the nation. In In an era where people are transferring every snap, every practice, whatever. They want to win. At Florida State, these boys are going to be hungry against the Tigers. The Tigers. Now, you may be surprised. I have a first half bet for this Classic. game. No surprise first, first at all. Classic bet. Surprise at all. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to roll what Col- Colby said, though. Florida State, first half plus one and a half. I think the Seminoles to start fast, start strong. I think both these teams' lines are really, really good. And we already know Jordan Travis is fantastic for Florida State. I think at the very least, I don't want to make a full game prediction. I do kind of like Florida State to win this one, especially as an underdog. But I think the Seminoles can at least stay with or even play better than LSU in the first half of this game. They were one of the best first half teams in the country last season. Number nine in the country in first half points per game. Number 24 in first half points per game allowed defensively. They returned a lot of guys. They improved a lot of guys at a lot of positions. I think we're going to see a very similar Seminoles team this Sunday against LSU. Give me L- give me Florida State first half plus one and a half on Sunday. I can't wait. He's always got somewhere to be. He's got to take the first half. Always got to do it. Got to get the money. To be. Get it to the bank, and then you can have plays for the afternoon. It's but it's on a Sunday. Perfect strategy. Things are closed. Oh, and then you have the Holiday Monday game. Too, so <laughs> yeah, have to wait till Tuesday. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. All right, boys, we have bets for other spots around the country for this weekend. This is kind of where we open it up to the board, open the floor. Nate, first bet of the show officially. What do you got? Yeah, let's start early, noon Eastern, nine a.m. Pacific for the team I'm backing, and it's Fresno State plus three and a half against Purdue. I'd say this bet's more of a fade against Purdue. 
I did like the long-term idea of hiring Ryan Walters, former Illinois defensive coordinator. I think for one year, the first year, and especially the first game, Purdue is going to be in a little bit of a transition, going from Jeff Brom, their head coach, who went to Louisville, who was very offensive-minded, a brilliant schemer, and now you're going to Ryan Walters, completely different change in culture at Purdue and just how the style of play is, and I think they're going to struggle just kind of developing and gain the scheme in West Lafayette this year. And it's kind of unfortunate for them that they don't have an easier opponent to try to kind of get their feet under them because they play Fresno State, one of the best G5 teams, one of the favorites to win the Mountain West this year. They have a really co- good coach who I respect, a quarterback whisperer in Jeff Tedford. Brings over Mikey Keene, a UCF transfer, who actually did pretty well this year. I think those two could have some success of finding a game plan and playing well against a rebuilding Purdue team. So Fresno State, plus three and a half. My favorite college football play for Colby, floor is yours. Where am I going with this? I'm going right back to where we just were. Florida State. I can't. I love this game. It's the number one game of the week. Name a better game. You can't. There's no other better game. I, I'm selling myself really hard on Heisman hopeful Jordan Travis. The kid is throwing to experienced, experienced freaks. You guys remember Calvin Benjamin? You remember him? Yeah, I do. Well, he's throwing to a guy that's bigger than him. Nate told me before we started he can't catch. I don't care. Huge target. Trust this offense. Let's get it done, boys. What's his name? Oh, forgot to mention. Thank you so much. Johnny Wilson. Kid's a freak. 6'7". I'm so excited. Forgot to mention Johnny Wilson. He's throwing it to Aaron Judge. As long as they play well in the first half, I will be very happy. Boy. I think you're happy with that. I have a a kind of a big pill to swallow in Kentucky. Minus 26.5 against Ball State. I think they're going to win by 30-plus. Ball State, D2 football team, new quarterback. Their wide receivers are completely depleted. Colby, do you know how many yards they're uh, bringing back this season on the wide receiver line? Nine and a half? Close. It's six. (laughs) It's six yards. Six total yards they're bringing back for the wide receiving course. So this is a fully new offense for Ball State. They're going against a really good team in Kentucky with a good defense. Devin Leary coming over from North Carolina State. He's probably a step up, as we might agree, yep. from from, uh, Will they, from Will Levis, who they had Boy. last season. So I, I do like Kentucky, minus 26.5 for, uh, for my bet of the week. And with that, to end the segment, let's go to our producer-director, Mike Montgomery, with our Iowa Woo! bet of Monty. the week. Hello. Hey. Hello. How's that Iowa bet of the week for you? It's great. Uh, I'm very pumped. Week one, Utah State at Iowa. Should have an elite defense. Phil Parker's group got it going on. So I'm going under nine and a half points for Utah State. Ooh, nine and a half. I know. It's not. It's plus money. So I like that on FanDuel, plus 112. Uh, defense should be good. I mentioned that. And McNamara might not play. So I don't want to touch the spread. Uh, 26 and a half, 25 and a half, 24 and a half, depending on where you get it. Don't want to touch that if McNamara doesn't play. Don't trust that offense. Brian Ferentz, that whole deal. So I'm going with the defense to stop Utah State. Uh, Over the last five week one home games to open the season, Iowa is only giving up on average 6.6 points per game. That's less than nine and a half. So let's ride. You should take the under on your team too at 34 and a half. If he doesn't play. If he doesn't play, yeah, likely, but who knows? I actually wouldn't do that because Brian Ferentz, the offensive coordinator, and Kirk Sun needs his unit to average 25 points per game this season to keep his job. So I can see Iowa. If they want to, score. trying to run up the score against these lesser opponents. I like it. There's the Iowa bet of the week. We're going to have that from Monty every single week. Don't worry, Iowa fans. You're going to get your bet every the single week bet. from the best Iowa better around. We're going to take a break. NFL coming up next. Nate and I are going to take a look at a couple of those games. And then we got best bets at the end of the show. 
a couple underdogs that I think we like. It's all coming up next on Stadium Bets. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Welcome back to Stadium Bets on Stadium. Nate Jacobson, Ben Wittenstein rolling along in the show. We got NFL talk right now. Kobe's kind of waiting in his corner for the uh, college football best More of a Saturday guy. He is more of a Saturday guy. He's he's waiting there. He's going to have some great best bets coming up in the C block. But first, Nate, we're talking NFL. And we're going to have plenty of content for NFL. We're going to have line moves on Monday. We're going to have TikToks on Monday and Tuesday. We're going to have articles. Nate's coming out with an article on Thursdays. And we're going to have articles on Fridays. I mean, it's going to be a whole yeah, definitely. And I think we're going to want to talk about this Thursday night game because this show will only focus on Saturday and Sunday games throughout the season. But because the NFL doesn't start till next week, we have the ability to preview the Thursday night, the curtain raiser for the NFL season. Lions at Chiefs. Really looking forward to it. In Kansas City, Chiefs minus six and a half for the spread. Total is at 54. Patty Mahomes, opening day. Are we fading him, following him? What are we doing? I want to follow him, but not yet, because I think there's so much interest in the Lions. The hype train is real yeah. for the Detroit Lions all offseason. A really prolific offense, a team that really improved as the year went on. Just fell short of the playoffs, but there's been plenty of support for the Lions, who are now the favorite to win the NFC North now that Aaron Rodgers is out of Green Bay. So we've seen this line go from Chiefs minus seven to minus six and a half. Even some sports books, as we talk on a Wednesday afternoon, went to minus six on Tuesday. So I think there might be even more interest in the Lions as we get closer to the game. Not necessarily people wanting to bet the, against the Chiefs, but want to bet on this Detroit Lions team that was a covering machine in Dan Campbell's first year when they had a horrible record, and then last year started winning games along with covering spread. So I'm interested in the Chiefs. If it gets to like a flat minus six, I'd bet Kansas City at least have something. I bet you, you and a million game. people. Are gonna do that. I'm. It'd be interesting to see if this gets below six, even if it gets to six for yeah. more than like two minutes. If that happens, then maybe there's some inside info on some injury for the Chiefs or something. I don't <laughs> yeah. even. I'm just speculating here, but if that would be pretty crazy if it naturally just got there without any any news, where it got to like five and a half, because this is yeah. still Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes at home, so, Arrowhead Thursday night prime time. It's a tough spot for Detroit. Them? Who they? I mean. They'll be ready to go because they've had you know, a lot of continuity on that offense. Back offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, but at some point maybe there's a buy low opportunity on the Chiefs, which is crazy to say because they just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'll just say this: Andy Reid seven and three, week one as a Chiefs head coach against the spread. If it's under seven, might go with the Chiefs. Game two, Nate, that we wanted to take a look at for next week: 49ers travel across the country to Pittsburgh to face the Steelers. They're a favorite. Minus two and a half against the Steelers. Forty and a half is the total. A lot of people wondering about Nick Bosa. You know, that's kind of the talk. Is is Bosa going to play? Is he going to hold out? What's going to be the deal there? We're not 100% sure yet as of this recording. But for me, that's going to play a big deal in who I'm going to bet. Because Steelers, as a home dog, with the, the offense that they have shown and the defense that they have, I'm inclined to take the Steelers. Yeah, it feels like both these teams have kind of gone in two different directions. Perception this offseason. 
Steelers had a very good draft, and we've seen their win total be bet from eight and a half at around minus 110, minus 140, minus 150 in some places. So a lot of expectations in the Steelers being a nine win or more, which is what they do under Mike Tomlin. And on the other side, the 49ers, their win total opened 11 and a half really early in the offseason. A lot of question marks about Brock Purdy, who tore his UCL in the NFC Championship game, and if he would be ready for this game. All indications are that he will be ready. We've seen the 49ers as a three-point favorite pretty much all summer. However, Easy. it did tick down a little bit to 49ers minus two and a half. When you're moving from minus three to minus two and a half in the NFL in a game with a low total, that's a huge deal because three is the most key number in all of football. So that's a big move right there. I would have definitely been interested in the Steelers at plus three. Their offense has looked very good this preseason. I know it's preseason, but I think that's one of the reasons why we've seen this move towards the Steelers. I wouldn't be surprised if this line fits even closer to the Steelers, maybe minus one, minus one and a half. I would feel like Steelers is the only way to look in this game just because I know Brock Purdy was awesome, was undefeated in his start to the regular season. But yeah, it's a different different situation. On the road. On the road against a, a, a team that's expected to win nine games in a loaded AFC in that division, the AFC North. So you kind of give him a tick up. And I feel like Purdy, you know, he was solid last year, but he had a lot of softer games, had a lot of home games, and had an awesome defense that was able to kind of build leads for him and make him make his job easy. So, yeah, I have a lot of questions about if Brock Purdy can do it again or if there's enough tape on him where he's going to regress this season. So I feel like we could be looking at this game maybe in like week three or four and being like, wow, it's crazy that the Steelers were underdog in this. Steelers are the only way I look. I kind of regret not betting the plus three when that was available for three months, but we'll see maybe on the, the week of the game, we'll revisit that. We'll talk a lot more NFL in the coming weeks, but coming up next, our best bets and our favorite underdogs. That's next on Stadium Bets. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to Stadium Bats, everybody. We're doing uh, Dogs That Bite. Here on Stadium, our best underdogs for the weekend. It's only going to be college football this week because we only have college football. He's Colby. He's Nate. I'm Ben. Monty, running the sticks, producer, director. Appreciate him a lot. Boy. So it's time to get into some underdogs, guys. I got the garb going on. We have our underdogs. Nate, who do you like? Yeah, college football. Always like looking at an underdog. A lot of variants in the sport. I'm going to take a big one. Colorado State, you can get them plus 11 and a half on the spread, but I think they're live to win this game outright. They absolutely got destroyed last year when they went to Washington State in week three. But that Colorado State was not good at all. The end of the season, three and nine. They're much improved. Second season, Jay Norvell as their head coach. Also, Washington State, a team I'm selling this year. I bet them under six and a half wins 
on their regular season win total, a team that's really overachieved the last few years, and I expect regression. So Colorado State, taking with the points, but also sprinkle something on the money line. They're a dog with bite. What do you have, Colby? You know, Nate already mentioned this game, and I absolutely love it. We're taking Fresno State money line at Purdue. Ooh. Bulldogs. Baiting Purdue, I love it. The Bulldogs are returning a lot of guys, including arguably the best corner in the back in the league, or in the league, the country, Cam mm-hmm. Lockridge. <laughs> they have a very experienced linebacker core, probably the best in the Mountain West. Their D is going to be sneaky good, boys, just like Purdue's. But Purdue's offense is going through a little rebuild. They're replacing their quarterback and two of their lead receivers a year ago. Last season, Purdue was 2-6 and six against the spread as a favorite. They underperformed tremendously. With that, we are taking the highly skilled defense that is the Fresno State Bulldogs. What's the saying, boys? What's my saying? Dressed up dog. What's my saying? Fade the no, public? No, you silly goose. I love all dogs. It doesn't matter he what does it is. Hot, corn, bull, dog. We're taking the Bulldogs on the money line. I love Give me it. them. I'm going to stay out west. Oh, yeah. Go to Wyoming. Mountain West, guys. Mountain west. west. Mountain West. Out west to the Mountain West where the Cowboys roam. We're going to go to Laramie, Wyoming, folks. And I'm going to take Wyoming as an underdog against Texas Tech. Wyoming 16-1 and one in home openers since 1993. How old are you? How old are you? Since they opened at home, I wouldn't. I was not even in existence. I was not a person the last time they started at home in 1993. But I think they're <laughs> going to win this time. I think Texas Tech's a bit overrated. I think Wyoming comes in with the, one of the best, if not the best, defense in the Mountain West. One of the best defenses in the country. I don't know if Texas Tech is going to be able to get things going offensively at elevation over 7,000 feet. I know Texas Tech is up high, 3,000 feet or so is is where they are, but they have to go up toward elevation. Maybe a little tired, maybe panting a little bit, sucking some air. I'm going to go Wyoming as an underdog here. Yeah, definitely a tricky spot for Texas Tech, who hosts a huge game against Oregon. All right. Best bets time? We have costumes for that, too. Don't worry. We have so many costumes for that. We're going to go best bets. These are our top bets for the weekend. Go ahead, Nate. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned at the top of the show, Fresno State is my favorite college bet. That's going to qualify as the best bet for the week. Fresno State plus three and a half. Colby just laid out a lot of good points on why he likes Fresno State. My big thing is here fading Purdue early in the Ryan Walters era after they replaced him with or for Jeff Brom. So I really like the idea of fading Purdue early in the season. And Fresno State, a very respectable G5 team, one of the best teams in the Mountain West. Take Fresno State plus three and a half. I think they win this game out. Right. We're cooking in the lab. What do you I got? I also forgot to mention. Same with that yeah, last game that uh, Nate just said. I also like the under in that game. Both have great defenses. Can't go wrong. Now, best we're bet. Getting, we're getting in the lab. We're getting the lab, lab dog over there. Best yeah. best yeah. bet of the day. Boys, boys, you're going to laugh at me. You know I've been talking about this since Memorial Day. TCU minus 20 and a half. How much hype is this Colorado Ooh. Buffaloes team going to get? Coach Prime is doing it all for us just so we could just hammer the Horn Frogs. This team is getting just disrespected. Nate disagrees, but I think this is one of the most disrespected teams I've seen in a long time. I've never seen a promo for this game or any football game where they don't mention the other team. It's just, oh, Coach Prime, they're playing who? Oh, they're playing the runner-ups from last year. Give me the Horn Frogs. I like it. Fade what people love. Fade what people love. I'm going to go Kentucky, minus 26 and a half. Had it in the first block. 
Love it in the second block and the third block, and I love it through the weekend. I'm going to go Kentucky. I think they're going to score 30-plus points. They're going to win by 30-plus points. Ball State, terrible team, no offense. They're going to struggle to score probably even 10 points. With that, with Kentucky really trying to make an impact this season after kind of a down year, I really like the Wildcats. There we go. Those are our best bets. You can find us every week on Stadium. You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, follow us on all of our socials. We'll be there all the time, giving you picks and tips and everything in between. But until next week, this is Stadium Bets. That's Colby. That's Nate. I'm Ben. That's Monty on the Sticks. We'll see you next week. 